You can hang a star on that, baby. Baby, 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 baby. You're listening to the Losing the Faith Podcast with Ryan, David, and Adam. All right, welcome to the Losing the Faith Podcast with Ryan, Adam, and David. Here we talk about Padres baseball like true Padre fans. Uh, so I guess, uh, David, do you want to kick it off with last week by the numbers? David, being our resident stack guy, is taking over that segment from now on. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he has in store. Well, thanks, Ryan, for passing the torch or passing the baton. But uh, it doesn't look good. Nope, not good at all. We're two and four over the last week. Uh, two and four record. And uh, we celebrated our playoff clinch in the middle of a loss. Yay. Classic Padres, man. That is such a fucking Padres move. Hey, we clinched with a loss. Let's spray champagne all over ourselves. Oh, I, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. You know, if, if, if I'm going to get into the numbers, last week by the numbers, let's start with our, our MVP, Manny Machado, who hit uh, 200. Not good. He also struck out 44% of the time. Manny is in a severe slump. The bullpen, namely Adam's favorite, lover boy, Tim Hill, and Pierce Johnson, giving up four runs each in relief over 2.1 innings. Bullpen, absolute garbage. Now, the good news, over the past week, we got Joe Musgrove and Blake Snell with 22 innings combined over the past week and one earned run. Damn. So the pitching staff, not as bad as you think other than Tim Hill and Pierce Johnson. Well, let's not forget Josh Hader almost giving up the uh, game tying grand slam last night to uh, some giants player that nobody cares about. All right. You bunch of stat nerds over here. Debbie Downer stat nerds. I'm, I'm look, I'm going to, I'm going to defend my guy. I'm going to defend my guy, Tim Hill. I'm going, I'm going straight in to defending him to you nerds because you guys love stats so much. Here's a stat for Tim Hill. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you watch the game? There's no defense. The stats going to hit you hard. And then I probably won't say another stat for another year because they're all lame anyway. All right. So Tim Hill is having career numbers in the home run percentage category of statistic. Percentage of all play appearances, a home run was hit. It is 0.5%. The league average, the average is 3.2%. Like this guy does not give up jacks. And that's what you need out of a high leverage, a high leverage middle reliever. So I, I don't know what all the hate is, you know? Like it's you're right, Adam. It's hard to give up jacks when you're walking guys. It's very hard <laughs> to give up home runs when you can't find any part of the plate. So I hear you. Career year. I don't know. If Saber <laughs> Metrics taught us anything, it's that baseball is boring with statistical interference all the fucking time. But I just, you know, I'm just giving you the the one thing that I found that he's great at because, you know, um, Tim Hill needs a defender and I'm here for it. But when you're when you're not striking guys out and you're not giving up home runs and you're walking guys, you can have a career year. So it sounds like it's super easy to be a relief pitcher when you inherit your runners, let them score, but none of your own runners score. So your ERA looks really, really good. 
I have some bright points here. There's there's one Padre last week who's hitting above 300. Like like just that's not a stat, Adam. Just like 300. Like every yeah. Who who is Brandon it? Drury? Yeah, it's got to be my dude, man. He's hitting all over the place. Um, you know what? I lied. There's three. Oh shit. And statistically speaking, you were 33.33 repeating percent off from your original. Well, no, that would be dead on for Brandon Drury's average, who is (laughs) 8 for 24. My dude. There's someone someone better than him, but there are two more players. Can you guess the other two? Profar looked like he was hitting last week. Correct. That's 318 for Profar. I'm going to throw out kind of a dark horse here, but... I saw some pretty decent ABs from Will Myers last week. And that would be your batting average leader at 364. Oh, nice job, Ryan. Thank you. So Myers, Drury, Profar are your 300 hitters. That's a nice bright spot That's in a great. week of Manny Machado striking out nearly 50% of the time. We'll take those three. Yeah, that's a strong deviation. I mean, I, I I really hate nitpicking Seth week over week, but that's a that's a pretty strong. Uh, that's a, I mean, that's just a bad week. Yeah, it's a it's a two and four is a bad week. What are our odds that uh, Will Myers becomes the Padres version of postseason Bellinger? Oh God, I'm. You know what? I was thinking that the other day, Adam, and I'm really holding out hope that he is that guy because he has the last like. 10 games looked pretty decent and the Padres are going to need some random motherfucker to just step up and be like, Hey, guess what? I'm going to be really good in October. And I think it'd be cool if it were Will Myers. I read that Will Myers is the Petco park. I think all time home run hitter. I think you're right. Petco park history. He's been around long enough, longer than Adrian Gonzalez. That good for him. He got that. Yeah, that's that great. Claim. Good for him. Our team has not had a long-term star player in such a long time. That's all that tells me. If Will Myers is the Petco Park home run leader. Yeah, 60, 63 home runs in his career. Which Fernando Tatis will literally break the first year he's back from being yep. steroid suspended. Well, that's last week by the numbers. David, what's got you losing the faith this week? Well... I, I think uh, what has me losing the faith this week is, is not just one Padres reliever, but two. Two who might have given up four earned runs and two who have consistently been inconsistent. As, as good as Pierce Johnson has been at times, as good as Tim Hill has been at times, I've harpened over and over on the bullpen, and I'll continue to harp on that bullpen. Yeah. Going into the playoffs, a leaky bullpen is not um, – it doesn't inspire confidence. Hader almost gave up the uh, game-tying Grand Slam last night. Tim Hill, meltdown, almost gave up nine earned runs in less than an inning. Yeah, not great. Adam, what has you losing the faith this week? Mm. I'd say just a little bit. It was, a little, it was pretty disappointing to not get the win to clinch. I mean, that would have been really fun. I, I know it's just a vanity thing, you know, and it was still cool that we clinched, um, you know, finding out mid-game that we were making the playoffs, 
you know, to, to no fault of our own, somebody else losing a game. I was like, cool. But then not finishing that game out strong. I don't know. It, it felt very like San Diego sports fan, uh, ish, <laughs> uh, but it is what it is. I'm, I'm still stoked that they're, they're in the playoffs. I mean, how can you not be excited for it? Yeah. I'm kind of with you on that and, you know, kind of building off what you were saying, what, what has me losing the faith is it, it felt weird because it almost felt like an attitude where it's like, Hey, we're okay with this outcome because it didn't really feel, and I don't want to take anything away because I know the players busted their ass all year to get to this point and they should feel really, really good about it and they should be able to celebrate. Uh, but it just kind of felt like we were limping into the playoffs and we talked about it last week, not really a way we want to start the postseason with some really bad losses that just kind of looked lazy and uninspired and I don't know. I'm hoping they can find a spark during during the postseason and and you know carry it through for a while. But I'm just not super confident with what I'm seeing lately. I don't know. Beggars can't be choosers. I mean, last year we were what around 500 at the All Star break, and then we had the most epic of all collapses in dare we say the history of baseball. So I'm not going to be nitpicking the way in which we're making the playoffs I simply just think it was, it would have been more fun if they won the game. It would have been the celebration would have felt more appropriate. Uh, Although I love seeing Alfaro having a good time in the locker room. I want to party. Alfaro looks like a fun time. I don't think you can have that hair and not (laughs) be a fun time. Let's get into my favorite segment and the fan favorite name that Padre where hopefully I make Ryan and David, look like idiots and all their infinite wisdom on baseball knowledge because sometimes stats are stupid. Actually stats are always stupid and players are way more interesting. Okay. Question number one. Um, I, uh, I had Tommy John in 2017 at Santa Clara university, but I worked my way up through Lake Elsinore, El Paso and worked on my Steven game. Steven Wilson. Damn it. <laughs> That was basically taken straight from Wikipedia, so I kind of screwed myself on that one. Next. Uh, I have a brother who is a catcher in the White Sox organization. I, I, it's got to be a, and this, you know, it's, it's, it's a Dominican player for sure. So I'm going to say Adams. No, not a Dominican, a Venezuelan player. Mr. Jose Azacar. Incorrect. That is not who I am. Um, man, I'm gonna go with uh, the family name Campisano. Nope. My name is Jorge Alfaro. Oh shit! He's got a brother in the what? What system did you say? The the Marlins? No, White Sox. White Sox organization also plays catcher. Oh no. You're you're the farm guy. I'm surprised you didn't know that, Ryan. Like, oh yeah, El, El, El Faro's not... uh, in the single A for the White Sox, and he's a uh, he's he's a five tool player already. And blah blah. All right, I'm not next. the farm commissioner that looks at all the farms. Next up, my nickname is, and maybe this is too too easy. I don't know. Big Smooth. Big. Oh, um, Josh Bell. Yeah. That's my answer is Josh Bell. No, 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 no. 
No. No, my name is Drew Pomerantz, and my nickname is The Big Smooth. Okay, Drew, he's not even on the roster right now. You can't, you can't, he's not even a Padre. He's on the IL. Get out of here. He's still a Padre. We win a ring. He's getting one. Oh, all right, fine. Okay, The Big Smooth. I guess that kind of makes sense. He does have a pretty, like, smooth, effortless kind of delivery. He's not like Clevenger, you know, like where he's always kind of twitchy. <laughs> I love Drew Pomerantz, by the way. I thought he was great for us the last few years. But let's um, let's uh, let's move on to the next one. My father raced motocross competitively. Oh man, Jake Cronenworth. Jake Cronenworth, the whitest, milk toast, saltine cracker guy ever's dad raced motocross. Yep, I'm going there, bro. From Michigan, I'm going to go on looks alone and say uh, Josh Hader. I don't know why you guys think only white people ride motorcycles, but Yu Darvish is the correct answer. That's a rad fact. Yu Darvish's dad raced motocross competitively. That's sick. That's amazing. Love that. I love that. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how competitively. Oh, he probably rode in like the Dakar or something crazy. Because I thought his dad was Middle Eastern. Born in Iran. Iranian, yeah. Oh, yeah, he probably did desert riding. Oh, that's cool. Okay, uh, final name that Padre for the evening is this one. I was nearly out of baseball in 2011 when I went to learn how to become a barber. A barber? Okay. I'm just going to say this because I think he's got pretty pretty decent hair. Joe Musgrove? Um, Man, this is tough. This is this is a good one, Adam. This is uh, it's a big deal. You said 2011. He's almost out. Yep. Uh, Craig Stammen. I'm gonna go pen boy. Nope. Luis Garcia. And actually, the interesting thing, so that the the interesting thing about this last one was, I had no idea Garcia was 35 years old. I had no idea. Um, I mean, he's got great skin, so I, 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 we should ask him what his routine is. All right. Well, thanks, Adam. That was a lot of fun. Better luck next time, boys. Oh, come on. I got that first one before you even finish the question. Yeah, I'm surprised you knew that. Let's do a Would You Rather. And this week's Would You Rather is going to be playoff edition. So would you rather the Braves, the Mets, or the Cardinals? David, you go first. Wow, I've been struggling over this with with those three possibilities um, and, and with the recently enlightened knowledge that, duh, we beat the Cardinals in 2020. That's my option. That's that's uh, the ones who doinked us out of the playoffs in 05 and 06 is who I would want to face. I'm serious. A, uh, give, give me some give me some poop holes and give me some. Arenados and uh, Goldies. But if I'm not incorrect here, aren't the Cardinals the only team out of those three that we have a losing record against? Correct, but they are the weakest record-wise team we could possibly face. Yeah, but I I don't know, man. I just feel like the Cardinals, for whatever reason, play us tough. And maybe if we played like the Braves or the Mets, we could catch them sleeping on us a little bit and sneak in a couple wins. Yeah, let's beat a 100-win team. We got this. 
Uh, I mean, it's, you know, 93 wins versus 100. I get it. I get it. It's tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Adam, what are you doing? I this, this sounds weird, but I think I would like the Padres to play whoever it is that would make the biggest statement. Maybe that's probably the Braves, I guess, would be the biggest statement game. Um, because if we can win that, I think it's going to mean more for the the remainder of the, the playoffs. I mean, the team really needs a boost, right? Like the team needs to like feel additional confidence. Yes, we had a really good series win against the Mets earlier in the season. Um, but I don't know. I just, I just feel like uh, beating the Braves uh, would be the biggest statement. And, and I, yeah, I'm on that train. I really like where your head's at on that one where it's like, Hey, why do we play the weakest or the perceived weakest team and prolong the inevitable? Whereas if we played someone like the Braves or uh, the Mets and we beat the shit out of them. It's like, Oh shit, maybe this team's for real and maybe they can do it. So I'm kind of with Adam on that one where it's like, Hey, either knock us out in the first round real fast or, let's pick up a head of steam and kick the door in on the playoffs. That's a good one. I think if I had to choose, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing either the Braves or the Mets. Is there, I mean, is, are, are any of those, are any of those games or would any of those series be considered a trap game or a trap series? I I think we're the trap the trap series, bro. Like I, th- I think us going in like with our record and how the teams played throughout the year, yeah. we're the trap team where it's, Hey, you might underestimate these guys, but like when they're playing well, they're as good as any team in baseball. Um, so that could work in our advantage if someone doesn't take us seriously in the first round. Yeah. You know, I, I playing on the road to me, especially in the playoffs is such a big deal. I know I've been harping on it, but but the Braves and the Mets are, are, are like the only two teams who haven't won a division. You know, the, the Braves won a division, but we're talking, let's exclude the Astros and the Dodgers from this. The only two teams, Braves and Mets, who have a better road record than the Padres. So to me, that just goes right back to the Cardinals who were 40 and 40 on the road. Let's, let's take them on at least. At least we have a home field advantage where it's already a weakness. I think you're right, David, for like, if we want to give ourselves the best opportunity to get through to the next round, Cardinals all the way. The only reason I'm going the same direction as Adam is I'm not satisfied with the first rounds. I want us to be a contender and I want us to be competitive. And if we're just going to like take out the worst other team in the playoffs and then get slapped by the Dodgers or, um, I can't remember who won the other, who has the other NL buy, but get slapped by one of those teams. It's like, well, what's the point? You know, I'd rather just have a battle in the first round and then be out or knock off some team and be like, oh my God, we did something crazy. We're for real. Um, but I, yeah, I think you're dead on though with like, if we want to give ourselves the best chance to win, St. Louis is the team. And that's, and that's so sad. Because I want to see Albert succeed. Now I have to root against Albert in the playoffs. But yeah. Ah, uh, wah wah. What a bummer. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, guys. Um, why don't we go into the Bleacher Creatures questions? Oh, my goodness. 
the bleacher creature had some poignant questions this week. Adam, are you ready for this? Ready. When when we make the playoffs, which we did, who do you throw on the mound for game one of any wild card series? And the wild card, remind me, that's three games, right? Three, best of three. Best of three. Yeah, so you win two, you're on. I am just going to throw it out there that I would actually lead with Blake Snell because either we're he's going to dominate and we're going to win that game or he's going to melt down, but it's game one, so we still have time to come back. Uh, and then we can throw, depending on what happens in game one, I would say game two, I'm probably throwing Joe Musgrove just because Joe is a rock solid performer, but he's been a little shaky lately. And I'd rather save you for a do or die situation where the Padres have to get a win. And then I would probably say throw out you Darvish because he's been our most, um, our most consistent pitcher all year. Adam, how how about you? I really like where Ryan was going with that one. Uh, And if I wasn't going to say what I'm about to say, I, I like Ryan's strategy, but you know, but I'm, uh, you know, since we're already at the trap game, we might as well just get fucking weird and just go game one and have a reliever day. Just all relievers. Just get everyone's brain sideways and then just see what happens. You're going full misdirection. Just like, you're not going to expect this. We are not the Tampa Bay Rays. We can't do that. Who's starting? Who's your starting reliever, Adam? Adrian Morahone. Ooh, that's actually a great choice. Like, I'm not going to lie. How many innings is he going? He's going to pitch three innings. I like that, uh, too. And he's going to have seven strikeouts and one hit and one walk. All right. In three innings. I could see it. Obviously, the other two outs are coming elsewhere. (laughs) Well, then who's going game two? Okay. Okay. my My serious answer, what's the... What's the downside of starting you? The question was posed, but is there like, why wouldn't you start Darvish in game one? Honestly, for me, it's just to save him, but you're just because he's consistent. Snell is either great or terrible. Uh, Darvish is usually pretty steady. So it's just to have your best, most consistent guy at the back end of the do or die game. That's the only reason in my mind. But you're right. There's no good reason not to start him. And then the big thing is, okay, so you pick your three guys, right? Which is going to be some variation of Darvish, um, Musgrove, and Snell. And then that automatically, I guess maybe things change for playoffs. Is it still like a five pitcher rotation? Or do you have have enough time in between? Is there enough time in between the the series where you could go four-man rotation? Yes, is the answer. You just don't want to start a five-game series with Manaya, right? Like, you don't... Manaya does not make the playoff roster. He may make it in the bullpen, but he is not starting games in the playoffs. They will go to a four-man rotation. If we could if we could not throw Manaya at all, that'd be great. I, I mean, guys, to, to me, it's so obvious that uh, e- even though Darvish is, you know, maybe two and five all time in the playoffs, like he's not he's not good in the playoffs or hasn't been. 
he's having his best season of all time, arguably right now. At least uh, he's he's 16 and eight. That's his best win percentage of all time. He's got a 3.10 ERA. That's near the top of his entire career. And he's thrown 194 innings. You, you, you put Darvish on the mound game one because it's the most reliable. It's the most, it's the safest thing you could do. And the Padres should probably start with safety. Um, even though we've done that with Jake Peavy before and that didn't work out. It's a new generation. So you're saying go Darvish number one. Uh, so who are you saving for the do or die game in that scenario? Uh, I'm, I'm the Snell guy for the do or wow. die where you're, where you are banking on Snell and you're banking on your offense. I mean, wow. to, to me, it's a best, it's a best of three. You win with Darvish and you win with Musgrove and the series is over. That's it. Okay. What about, what about utilizing Clevenger and Musgrove's no. place? Cause the thing is, Musgrove has not been pitching all that great Clevenger. lately. He's been he's he's been getting a, a super high pitch count early in the game, um, and just has not been as effective. Uh, has not been able to throw as many first pitch strikes. You know, a lot of a lot of that stuff that's super important for going you know going deep. But um, I would still roll with Musgrove just because Clevenger had a good start last week, but. He's been so inconsistent that I just could not trust him for anything. No, I, I get I get Adam's inkling too. You know that you go uh, Padres win, you know his last three starts, but he's your number four. Clevenger. He's your yeah. yeah Clevenger. There's there's no way he's making the cut this series, but he does next series, Adam. Yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, I feel like as a pitcher. You, you find a rhythm, um, you know, you, you ride that. You ride the guys that are pitching well at the moment, uh, at that moment in time that you need them, not at the, the spot that they've been all year because that's your four guy or whatever. Like, you're going to the playoffs. Okay, if Clevenger is you, pitching better than any of the other options uh, available, why wouldn't you start him just because he typically has not been your ace? I don't disagree with you. Um, I think you're... you're right but um i don't think he's done enough yet to warrant consideration at this point his play just hasn't given any kind of indication that he can be that number three guy or that he can perform better than and i know musgrove hasn't looked right um which has been weird it's ever since he got his contract signed something has not been clicking and i don't know if it's a mental thing where he's been pressing or what um, but yeah, his performance hasn't been as good as it was early in the year. But I still think it's more consistent and still better than what Clevenger has shown over the last uh, month and a half of the season. Well, you know what? Next uh, Bleacher Creature question is is going to be you're going to be given an update on this question before you get this question. The Padres right now, in in the current state of existence, just beat the Giants 62. Game's over. We're 89 and 72. So I need to rework my math here. But is there a chance that you try and tank the final game to face the Cardinals uh, rather than the Braves or the Mets? Is there any point in putting in 
an entire substitute squad for a final game. I would say I would say if you you find out some things that maybe you didn't know, like since Trent Grisham is pretty worthless, maybe he can pitch and see if there's like use for him there. Um, uh, yeah, just get weird and just you know play with the roster a little bit, a little tinker. I, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of. I kind of already thought that Bob Melvin was doing this because Brandon Dixon has gotten like three starts in the last week. Yeah, yes. And if you're like, that feels kind of tanky to me. It, yeah, and folks, if you're wondering who Brandon Dixon is, you're not alone. The only thing that you need to know is he he's born in La Jolla and he's from San Diego and maybe Bob Melvin cares about geolocations. But he is playing way too much. Way too much for a playoff-bound team. He's not going to be on the playoff roster. Why is he getting any burn? No. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. It it feels like they might be doing it, but I also kind of think that Bob Melvin is a fairly traditional type of manager, and I can't see him intentionally losing baseball games. That just does not – it doesn't jive with what I think Bob Melvin is about, but I could be wrong. But I doubt it. Let's do a sidebar right here. I want I want your reactions, initial reactions, zero time to think. Aaron Judge has struck out 167 times so far this season. Tony Gwynn struck out 167 times in the 1990s. Go. Yeah, 100%. Tony Gwynn does not get enough credit for the hitter that he was. Eight batting titles. The guy's unbelievable. And that stat alone, less strikeouts in a 10-year span than Aaron Judge had in one year, where, by the way, Judge is probably having his best year ever. I mean, he gets the credit. It's crazy. He's, I don't... I, He's in the Hall of Fame. So what other credit do you want? <laughs> I want him to be recognized as the best hitter of the last 50 years. For people that currently don't think he is who do you who do they put in his place the incorrect person that's not an answer that is an answer i don't you can't like nobody's even close so no it's not so maybe he is getting his credit i don't know if he is there there's some pretty great hitters don maddenly was a pretty good hitter back in the day before he started getting hurt all right well let's let's pose one your way again so hot hot takes Bleacher Creature asks, I believe this is verified. Padres play the Mets. Three-game series. How do they fare? They're heading out to New York. I feel good about that. I think that the Padres have a chance to get the Mets. I don't think the Mets are that good. Uh, I don't like their starting pitching duo that we got to face right off the bat. That's actually... Sorry. that Maybe I should rephrase that. I don't think their position players are that good. But their pitching is unbelievable. So those guys scare me. But the rest of the team, eh, whatever. Adam? Yeah, you know, I I know Ryan had, had talked to me about his concern. Uh, who are we going to get? DeGrom and Scherzer? Is that is that who we're getting? Yeah, so um, I think the, the bonus of getting the Dodgers so many times is that you get accustomed to really terrific pitching all year long. Going into 
New York and playing them there, um, I don't I don't think it's going to be a huge a huge ask. Uh, we did already have a great series against them. I don't know how they did in games specifically pitched by Scherzer or Degrom, um, but it's it's not like we are playing in a weak division that has weak pitching, you know. So that's true. And I did just this is not verified, but I did just read that. The Padres have just promoted Daniel Camarena to be a pinch hitter for the series. So against Scherzer, we've got a we've got a ringer. God, I hope that happens. Okay. It's not gonna happen. I was so stoked. <laughs> I was there. That was amazing. Uh, we got one more question from the Bleacher Creatures out there, and uh, it doesn't exactly relate to the Padres. So we're gonna take a step back and pay our respects to Major League Baseball and what's going on. If you got to pick one player to start a franchise, you get to start a franchise with Babe Ruth in his era or Albert Pujols in his era. Go. I'm going Pujols. I love Pujols, man. That guy, the machine, he could do everything. He could hit in his prime. He could play defense. Uh, average home runs, RBIs, clutch situations. I never watched Babe Ruth play, so like, there's no way I'm picking a guy I really don't know anything about other than his his legend as a baseball player. So yeah, I'm going Albert Pujols, man. Yeah, yeah, I get it. How about you, Adam? Just like gut instinct. Gut instinct is to do a write-in ballot and put in Shohei Otani. You can't, um, you can't do that. It just seems like the oh, more obvious answer. Can't do. <laughs> By the way, do you know the Padres have a two-way player? Uh, don't don't say Cronenworth. I'm gonna say Cronenworth because uh, in a pinch, no, Will Myers too. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, Will Myers in like low leverage situations, but Cronenworth used to close out games in college. I said, get him on the mound, man. Yeah, that's college. It's college it doesn't mean anything. In, okay, fine. In the in the next blowout, whether that's this year or next year, I would love it if they put in Cronenworth just for an inning to see what he's got. Okay, hold on. College does mean something when you're pitching 104.1 miles an hour, but for most people, it doesn't mean anything that make it to the the bigs, right? I mean, what does Cronenworth throw? Like what? Like what does he? He had with? a sub two ERA, man. Like he was. He was their closer, and like he would close out games. So it's not like he was just this. Oh, we're getting blown out by eight runs. Throwing Cronenworth to, you know, get a couple outs. So I don't know. And Michigan's not a slouch baseball team. So he's probably got something in the tank. It'd be fun to see. Yeah, maybe Stephen Wilson can pinch it. Since in high school he hit four sixty. Don't compare high school. Oh, I was bringing it full circle. Come on. Okay. Um, so next, do you guys want to roll into some? over unders so this week's over unders are just as annoying as the last three weeks of over unders uh so week four my ryan's over under was the padres batting average would be over under 248 and this week we already know the padres underperformed the padres hit 229 so I took the over because I showed a little faith in my Padres that they would do some hitting this week, and I was wrong. No, not good for me. Good for Adam and David. It's not on brand, Ryan. 
All right. Next is David. Uh, showing a little faith in our boy, Brandon Drury. You thought that he would hit one and a half jacks last week. And not to take anything away because he had a great week. He hit really well. He was clutch. And it was great to see him, you know, every time he came up to the plate. But he hit zero home runs over the course of last week. Uh, again, being optimistic, I took the over. Uh, David, you... How, how is it? It's going to be a, like a cold day in hell when you say something negative towards Brandon Drury. The amount of qualifying you just did to say that he didn't accomplish the over-under was absurd. No, not to take anything away from, Not to take... <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's not his fault. Ryan, wipe the drool <laughs> off your chin real quick. Hey man, I just really want him to stay next year. So I'm trying to butter him a little butter him up a little bit in case he listens. Okay. So Drew hit zero jacks. I took the over. David, you took the over. Adam, you took the under. So as the score stands right now, David has one correct answer. Adam has two correct answers. Ryan has zero correct answers. For the last. And again, most critical, tie-breaking, potentially tie-breaking over-under. Adam set an over-under of 12 double plays <laughs> turned last week. Felt, felt right at the time. Felt right at the time. <laughs> 12 double plays. Well, the Padres turned two. And David and Ryan, we both took the under. Adam, you took the over. So the final shakedown is David and Adam, two correct answers. Ryan, one correct answer. Yay. Ties. Tie goes to Adam. Yeah, tie goes to whoever won last week. So I win again. You suck again. <laughs> well, actually, you t- you tied last week, Adam. So uh, you did not. Well, win. then I won the week before that. So <laughs> you also tied that week. What? Yep. Okay, guys, let's. Uh, can I? Can I? Can I throw out like yeah. a tie breaking? Yes. Do you have a stat in where mind? It settles everything. There's okay. no. There's three games against the Mets. How many do we win? It's over under set at one point five. Over. There's no chance that either of us take the under and like wish our team out of the playoffs. I'm doing it. I'm going with the under. No. 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 You're going with the under. Oh my! Don't want it. But you literally just said Scherzer Degrom. That the the wee wee measuring contest is over. That's it. Why are you acting like those guys are untouchable? I'm not at all. Because they're untouchable. I'm being a pessimist right now. I'm going with the under, and I want to win something. And they're pretty untouchable. But uh, Ryan, you're going over. Oh, yeah, I'm going over, man. I, I think the Padres get their playoff attitude going a little bit and take out the Mets. Adam, do you have one? Yeah, my over-under is... Okay, what's that guy's name? Dixon? Brandon Dixon? Brand, how many times do we see Brandon Dixon in in the wildcard series? The over-under is set at 0.5. Un- under. Basically, do we see him? Do we see him, or do we not see him? Does he get? Does he get a surprise? Under. I think there's no way 
Brandon Dixon makes the postseason roster over an extra relief pitcher. There's no way. I mean, you got yeah, you got to remember, Adam. It's um, expanded roster time, so there are 28. That's where you. That's where you went wrong. You just said you have to remember, Adam, and you know that I just don't remember it. Fair enough. Which, which I hope you take the over on this because there's. I'm with David. There's no way he makes the playoff roster. <laughs> Man, oh man. All right, so you know what? David and I are taking the under, Adam. What are you doing? Uh, contrarian. <laughs> contrarian. Uh, I'm gonna take I, I'm I'm gonna take the over yes. because at least at least my uh contrarian play today doesn't hurt anyone, David. <laughs> taking the under on us losing. Uh, it hurts feelings, Adam. Brandon Dixon's going to be really upset about not being on the playoff roster, so please be compassionate. I know. I'm not talking about Brandon Dixon. I'm talking about David taking the under and us losing or winning two games. A series? Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do yeah. you know that the Mets have 100 wins right now? 100. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> I can... I, I could be the contrarian of the week, but there we go. Okay, so I'm going to do an over-under, because we're in the last week of the season. Um, the Padres, are they at 89 wins, David, or are they at 90? 89. Yeah, they got to win tomorrow. Okay, so I'm going to say over-under, the Padres win 90 games this year. Sorry, uh, 9... Whatever. 89 and a half games. You not. get it. The over under. Oh, got it. There We're it technically is. doing 50-50s. Got you. Yeah. I, I'm going to go under. I'd say tomorrow's a, tomorrow's a softball game and you're putting in all your bench players. Okay. I'm going to say over for, for no reason at all, except that it'd be cool to win your last game. Except to be the contrary. Nope, didn't say that. Didn't say that. I'm going to say over as well, just because I would really like them to hit that 90 win mark. I think that's a good, a very good regular season. All right. So David, what has, uh, what is restoring your faith going into, uh, this last week of the season? Well, if it's not Bob Melvin, but, um, I, I hope he continues to boost the boy's ego. I would say what has me restoring the faith is, uh, the starting pitching strength as our as our giant anchor I'll almost call them heading into the playoffs is is we have you we Darvish we have Joe Musgrove we have Blake Snell and and then we have guys we can fall back on who are not in those you know top three lean heavily on dudes um, I won't talk about the playoffs um, in terms of uh, bullpen but starting pitching they have my confidence yeah we're gonna need them to step up and be big too because um the offense is coming around but it has not been consistent enough so yeah starting pitching has been great all year all year adam what has you uh restoring some faith fuck it i'm going back on what i originally said as my reason for losing the faith. Uh, we made the playoffs, boys. I don't really care how we did it. Maybe we lost that game and we got in, but we made the playoffs. And I'm I'm pumped for it. I'm here for it. I cannot wait to watch my team, the only fucking team in San Diego right now because the Chargers left, 
be in a series that means something. Let's go. I love it, man. You go, you go, your, your lost faith only lasted about 45 minutes. You went from my lost little bit of faith to now my faith has been restored all in the same episode. Well, you know, they, they wanted to have that win, but also have the memory of a goldfish. It's a, it's part of being a San Diego sports fan. Cause if you, you actually remember the pain, you just won't want to watch anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm kind of uh, on that same train. Uh, what's restoring my faith is that the Potters made the playoffs and they're in the postseason. And you got to make the postseason to have a chance at winning the World Series. So step one is accomplished, but the mission's not over. There's a lot more work to do. So it's going to be fun to uh, to watch Padres baseball in October. When yeah, is boy. the last time, man? So yeah, I'm stoked. Um all right. Well, I guess on that note, let's uh, end it here. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week on Wednesday. Giants are under 500. <laughs> <laughs> just like the, do you want to do an outro, bit, uh, Adam? The last little bit. They'll add the outro every week. It would just be like some like under your breath shit talk against some other team. <laughs> Fuck the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.